0: What is up, everybody? We're Rolling Audio here today on episode 40 of The Hotter Show. How the hell are ya? I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day so far. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I'm going to be sitting down with Mr. Dom Perrin of Out of My League, the vocalist for Out of My League. And we have an absolutely Awesome, awesome conversation. I'm really looking forward to you guys to hear it. Uh, he was so candid, and he was he was so passionate. When he messaged me, um, the the fact that he he messaged me and literally was like, "Hey, dude, like I'm coming on the podcast. <laughs> when can I do this? Because I'm it's it's happening like now." So he was very very passionate about it. Um, I didn't plan on having Dom on first as the first guy out of my league just because I, I I even say it in the podcast uh because I know Dom the least out of all the guys so I figured oh you know I'll like I'll do Steven first maybe because i I think I would say I know him best or whatever and just uh even Steven commented um that he thought it was funny <laughs> when he told when dom told me he was gonna be on the podcast just for that reason um but have no fear. All those guys will be on the podcast for sure because they all are good dudes and they all have very interesting stories and everything. Um, it was just, I uh, decided to have Dom on first just because literally of how passionate he was <laughs> and the fact that he didn't give me a choice. <laughs> so um, it's a uh, it's a really great conversation. I'm in a great mood guys, if you couldn't tell, I'm very excited for you guys to hear this um i put up a video earlier this week kind of hyping it didn't say who was on of course everyone could pretty much figure it out pretty quick if they know dom if not some people were kind of scratching their heads so it it was very very cool to be able to do this and kind of drop this the way i have um like i said it is an absolutely awesome conversation you guys will hear part two of this conversation on sunday part one here today uh what we're just about to get into here we talk mostly about how he got started in music how out of my league got started a little bit of history of the band and just kind of stuff things of that nature sunday's episode we get into a whole bunch of stuff as far as we talk in depth about dom's lyrics uh, his writing process things like that um performing and things of that nature uh he was very very uh, open and honest and can to talk about literally anything I wanted, so, some uh, guys who write lyrics for bands and stuff, sometimes they want to talk about what the lyrics mean to them, sometimes they don't, so I was really glad that Dom was so open to talk about everything, because I am legit a fan, and uh, if you can't tell in the podcast, uh, there's a couple moments where I just uh, kind of had to go, hey, like, this is awesome, you know, even though I know Dom personally and stuff, and you know people say oh well, they're just a bonville band but he even says that in the podcast he's like i can't believe that people like get so like worked up about us sometimes it's like we're just a band from Bowenville but they're an awesome band from Bowenville and it's the fact that they have that attitude of we're not a big deal I say in the podcast, I really want these guys to go far um, because I'm such a fan of theirs. So this was really awesome to be able to do with Dom. And I'm going to stop yakking away here (laughs) and we are going to get into this. Uh, Just real quick, I of course want to give a big shout out to my man, Mr. Jason Reese over at Jaybird Digital Arts. You You guys know how much awesome work that Jason does. If you guys need any kind of digital art of any kind, you guys need... Uh, album covers, you guys need logos, you guys need any kind of promotional stuff, he did the the Harder Show logo, he did uh, basically everything you see that is logo or digital art for the Harder Show, you can bet your ass Jason had something to do with it, because he does such awesome work for a great price, and he is a great dude all around as well. I know he is uh, supports the podcast. So I really appreciate that. Jason, what's up, buddy? I know you're listening. So give you a big shout out. What's going on? You guys can check Jason out over at J Digital Arts. Check out his website, www.jbird. That's J A Y B I R D digital arts.ca. Awesome stuff. Highly recommend it. And let him know if uh, you're going to uh, use his services that I sent you. Just uh, just so he knows that I'm, I'm sending people his way because he does such awesome work. Now, Without further ado, I want to just dive right into this here part one of my conversation with Dom Parent of Out of My League. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here in the kitchenette area of the Harder Show Studios, aka my basement apartment sitting at my kitchen table I've got the rig all set up got some water here drinking the hard stuff today and I'm sitting here with a man who definitely doesn't need an introduction but I'm going to give him one anyway he is the lead vocalist of a little band little band from Bowmanville Ontario that I have talked about a fucking shit ton on the podcast I have literally had people message me and go dude like okay like we love that band and everything but like take a break (laughs) Like, take a break, dude. And my response is usually, fuck you, don't tell him what to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast right now, Dom Perron of Out of My League. Hello. Good to dude? be here. Sitting in my my, in my kitchen. My cats are running around like crazy, so forgive me if there's any weird oh, yeah, random no noises. But uh, it's cool. You you are the I have to say you're the first person who literally like messaged me and was like, I'm coming on your podcast. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> when is this happening? Like no,
1: no, no. Like I've I've always wanted to do like a big like thing like this, like a cool like just discussion style mm-hmm. kind of interview.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like you're you're definitely like it, it's funny for for me because like you know like I know who you are. We know each other and shit, but like. I don't know you at the same time. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah.
1: No, Stephen was just saying to me, like, it's funny that you're doing this because, like, TJ probably knows you the least.
0: Out of everyone. Out of and, five. Out of, yeah, which is funny, too, because I was going to, like, probably, like, have either Stephen or, like, Taylor on first just to kind of be like, you know, because I know them the best. Yeah. But then when you messaged me and you were just like, dude, like, I want to be on the podcast. And I was like, fucking right. Let's do it. Yeah. Because there's literally so much shit I want to ask you mm-hmm. about so much bullshit, um, I literally have a list <laughs> of stuff that I want to ask you, um, and of course on The Harder Show, we don't do interviews, we hang out, we shoot the shit, so you guys know if we go off on some kind of weird tangent that has nothing to do with the question I asked or whatever, it is what it is, we'll come back, we always do, but the way I usually kind of like to start these things off is I like to talk about... How we know each other or how we first met, and I have to be brutally honest with you, I don't remember. Yeah, to it really how we even like met. I think um, I know the
1: moment. If we could have met before, we could not have. But I think the first time we met was before. Uh, Out of my league played at Battle of the Bands in 2013. It was their first show ever without me. Like I wasn't in, but Ali and I were good friends and he came in to get his base set up.
0: That's right. And I okay. was
1: I was with him and he came in and he was just like you guys were talking and I you guys had probably met before at that point. Yeah. And I don't even know if you and I like really said yeah. that much. I think I was just kind of like, "Hey, how's it going, dude?" like Yeah, you were like, "Yeah, like whatever." Like it was between you and the yeah. business was between you and Ali. I was just with him cuz like we'd hang out like every day. But yeah, I think that was the first time like a not officially met but like, yeah but we kind of but i think we officially met at probably another point in in gigs because yeah. at battle of the bands 2013 i was just mostly in the front the whole time and didn't talk to anybody except for like my close friends
0: yeah not nah, I, I wasn't even there at that event so oh
1: so um, yeah you weren't there so yeah, yeah so i wasn't even there. there um
0: it was definitely the, the time i really remember was at next year's Battle of the Bands, the first one you guys 2014. played, yeah. And I remember like just kind of walking right up to him, being like, "Hey, like you're fucking awesome." Yeah. <laughs> like you're just kind of like, "Oh, thanks, dude." Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was my first Battle of the Bands with them. Yeah. So yeah,
0: and it was a yeah. uh, a very awesome event. Um, I'm sure we will we will talk in depth about that. But for so, sure, it, it's definitely like I mentioned. It, it, it's funny how like there's so much stuff I'm, I'm going to learn with this as well. And I, I haven't really said anything yet that you're going to be on the podcast. Anyone? Um, like no one. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I'm going to just kind of like drop this, like what you guys are hearing right now. This, this is the hype. This is, there's no hype. It's just, Hey, Dom's on the show. What's up? And people are going to be like, wait, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) when did this even happen? Um, but, uh, there's is, there's is tons of stuff I want to ask. Uh, probably the the first and foremost thing, um, I guess, would really be how you got started on all this bullshit. How you got started with screaming and that. Thing. I think is as, as far as I'm concerned. And this is a very big bold statement. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah. I think you're the best screamer in our scene. Well, thank you. And that that's I'm gonna, I might piss some people off when I say that, but legit. Like I oh, I appreciate it. I hear you, and I'm like, damn. Like that's. It's not too low it's not too high it's kind of you know it's tasteful. you can actually hear what you're saying and it's just it's good so i'm I'm interested in just kind of how you got started with all that,
1: yeah, okay um so I started off not screaming, I just kind of like I've always just sang along to songs really I've never really found thought I was that great of a singer, but when I joined. I started hanging out with Ali more when I got into high school, and it, I'm sure you all know by now that Ali plays bass and out of my league. Yes,
0: Ali <laughs> is the uh, the bass player, the low end master of uh, yeah out of my league. Um, I'm sure Ali will be on the podcast at some point as well. Shout out to Ali.
1: Yeah, shout out to Ali. Anyway, so he was like one of the first friends I made in high school, and we started talking. Like he started kind of getting me into. More heavier music, and I didn't really listen to any metal besides like that new metal, like new age stuff from like before, like Slipknot and System of a Down bands. Like those are my starter bands. Anyways, so I started playing in a band with Ali and Mav and a couple of our other friends. It was called that band was called Men of Steel. I think you guys talked about it on the podcast with Mav.
0: Yes, and and. There was a question. Just because we're on that, I wasn't going to ask you this till later. Because we're on this topic real quick, sure. and I'm going to do this a lot.
1: No, <laughs> just no kind of jump in. Uh,
0: there was a little story Mav told me about that, and I'm 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 just curious about it because I kind of went really. Um, he told me, and I I don't remember if this was on the podcast or not. Okay. Um, but the story he told me was that you guys were going to perform Nightmare at your school's battle of the band. and like. It was it last minute or something. You were just like, "No, nah, dude, I don't want to do it." Or, no, what? Uh, no. He, he said you didn't want to do it.
1: I. That's true. I was too nervous. I didn't really? want to do it, and because I had never done anything in front of a crowd of that size, I wasn't even out of my league yet or any of that. Mm-hmm. And we played, and when I was in Men of Steel, we covered like literally like Avenged Sevenfold and like uh, "For Whom the Bell Tolls" by Metallica. <laughs> that was like the only thing we did. And I just sit there and sing. I didn't even, I don't think I was even good. I just sang. It's
0: kind of hanging. Yeah,
1: like straight up. So there's that. And then Nightmare was one of the songs we did. And I thought it was pretty fucking terrible. Like for me, at least. <laughs> you just to be honest about it. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> and no. And then they were like, we're going to do it at BHS. Like that's my school, Boneville High School. Last Blast. And I was like, yeah, oh, like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> And, like, they tried to convince me to do it for so long. I was like, no, not doing it. And so, I guess the way I got started with screaming and, like, actually taking vocals seriously, because I really didn't in that band, because it was more for fun, right? Yeah, sure, sure. I was just kind of getting into the whole music thing in general. Uh, I hung out with, out of my, like, sat in on a practice or two of Out of My League once or twice when Calvin was still the vo- mm-hmm. That was the f- original, original vocalist, Calvin, yeah. Calvin Cole. And... I was like, "Oh like, this is so cool." And I wasn't friends with Steven or Taylor or Anthony. I just kind of like looked up to them as like cool yeah. grade 12 kids that like that was in ninth grade. right?
0: Yeah, I always forget that, that you're a little bit younger than them. I always yeah, forget
1: that. No, like, I'm only 18 years old, and these guys yeah. are like, yeah, like all 20, right? So anyways, I just looked up to them and thought they were like cool older kids. so <laughs>
0: I'm after, sorry, I just, <laughs> it's just
1: it's weird, right? It's
0: just funny because like I, when I originally met like say someone like Allie yeah hey, hey hey how's it going oh for sure very quiet drag kind of bringing his bass in and <laughs> and like me, like taylor and steven kind of same deal and like it, it's just it, it's funny but just um yeah we were you were saying
1: yeah so i came in and like whatever whatever kind of got to know them and then um ali was like yeah um The Men of Steel people kind of went their separate ways When Ali said he was going to do full-time bass And out of my league And like Matt and Connor was like I don't really want to do it If Ali's not like doing it And then Ali Ali said Dom, this is a funny story too Because at that point he thought I could only sing He said, do you want to come join out of my league And do clean vocals And Calvin will scream Ah, And it was going to be originally A double frontman band Like two frontmen
0: and which can work if it's done right yeah
1: there are good bands that have that so anyway calvin ended up just getting scrapped like he, they just were like you know what like whatever it's not working out so Alex said so they were like all right Dom, like do you want to do like a full-time screaming like gig like that's yeah. it and i was like um and i was so like it was one of those things where i just like looked up to them and i was like oh god like i can't really turn this down right <laughs> so i was like all right and I had no, like, no idea how to scream yeah. or any of that. So I was like, "Okay." Uh, they're like, do "You want to do a song?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah. Like, I know the lyrics." And so we did the earliest version of the city, which is like one of it's the first track off of our first EP, and it didn't even really sound how it sounds on that album yet. And I like just did my best, and they were like, "Yeah, that was sick." Like, welcome aboard, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> And then I was like, all right, like, I'm not going to do Men of Steel. I'm just going to do this and dedicate my time to this. Mm -hmm. And then when we played our first show, I just tore my voice apart because I was just using this power fry screaming technique that I didn't know what I was doing. I was using the dumbest techniques. Like, I was drinking honey on stage and, like, trying all this stupid ass stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. So then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to actually, like, put my time into doing this and learning, learning the it properly craft of
0: how to scream because a there's a friggin' art form exactly to scream properly
1: yeah like a lot of, so I started like watching uh, things online like take like looking at vocal lessons online the real thing that got it for me a lot of screaming vocalists will say this is I don't know if you know about the Melissa cross I, DVD. I was
0: literally just about to ask if you ever took your stuff out
1: yeah Melissa cross taught me most of the technique that I used to still use today, and like when I found out that she like she taught Randy Bly from Lamb of God, yeah,
0: who's like my he's my favorite like all time like screen. He's, he's phenomenal, yeah,
1: and he has like one of the most unique voices, him and like a lot of other bands that I like, and I was like, all right, and I watched her DVDs, and I was like, whoa, like I've never heard of any of this, and then like slowly over time, I just found what works for me and yeah. what's comfortable for me, and like found my own voice. So I guess that's how I got started.
0: Cool, oh well, that's sick. Like it's it's something that, um, with you. It's 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 like like one of my favorite screamers of all time. He's a guy by the name of Morgan Rose. He's the drummer for a band called Seven Dust. Okay, I'm, I'm not expecting you know who they are. think It's okay. No, it's I know him. who they are. I if just, you know, I've, I've his, never listened to them. Yeah, his um his scream, like if if I showed it to you, you'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like that like that's pretty interesting. Um, because it's just very like. Like kind of high pitch, but like not really. It's really like it's unique. Like when you hear it, you immediately go, "That's fucking Morgan." And like sometimes with the low guttural stuff, sometimes I'll listen to a, and I'll go, "Oh, that's this band." No, it's not it's this band. I'm like, "Oh shit, sorry." Like yeah. And that's just not necessarily through ignorance. It's just like like I, sometimes I have a hard time tell the difference. And you know, I, I'll hear like an out of my league, and I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking dumb." Like that's out of my league. Like you hear that, <laughs> it's like scream but it's like clear yeah. yeah and i could tell like i'm like okay like he knows what he's doing because you can tell when someone's tearing their voice apart Yeah, i that. completely
1: agree and the thing is like i've never tried to like sound like anybody yeah. else like i've always wanted to just like have my own voice and have like a unique thing so like i don't know i try to like follow techniques and i'd scream along to like bands i used to listen yeah. to back then and i'd be like oh yeah i'm like Just try my best to follow along, but I was never like trying to sound like anyone Mm -hmm.
0: specifically. Yeah, which is cool because you have a unique take on what it is you do, and by listening to your scream vocals, I could go, I know this guy can sing because you can hear it, and I'm like, I I can't wait for that day to happen. (laughs) It did happen. We'll get to that a little later. Yeah. But um, so obviously you were mentioning like you know bands and that you listen to. So what what were like some of the bands you listened to that influenced you like necessarily before metal?
1: Okay, so the first band I ever like actually really liked was Billy Talent. Red Flag came was a song off of Billy Talent 2, which is top three favorite albums of all time. Billy Talent 2, definitely one of them. I can listen to that album any day, all day. If anyone's never heard of that album, like you need to listen to Go it. Go look it up. Yeah, so Billy Great Talent billy talent 2 was the first like full album i ever listened to that i was like they were the first band where i heard red flag and i was like holy shit and i was in like probably like fifth grade or something and i was like i have to hear like the rest of this album i have to hear like everything by this band and i heard i looked up billy talent 2 loved it listened to billy talent one loved it just as much and i was like okay so that was the first band and then i started watching like live performances by them and ben i think his name last name was pronounced Kowalowicz, I think. He's got a crazy last name. Yeah. Uh, The frontman of Billy Talon is just insane. Like, I love him. And I love. I just like. They were the first band that inspired me as, like, a live show and just, like, Mm -hmm. in general. And then I started getting into, like. I listened to, like, kind of, like, the more melodic punk. Like, I liked Green Day a lot. A little bit of Blink182. Cool. And then. in like seventh grade i started finding just through like shitty like halo and like call of duty montage videos on youtube i would like find find like like just like new metal and stuff like disturbed and fucking disturbed disturbed was all over youtube uh found system of a down who are one of my all-time favorite bands uh slipknot was the first metal band that i got into like ever like Late eighth grade, I found them and I like first. It kind of scared the shit out of me. I was kind of just like, Oh my god, like what the what hell is this noise? And then I like listened to it more and more, like, Okay, okay, this is sick, this is sick. And then, yeah, so pre metal, if you're talking about for bands that I listen to, Billy Talent was really the only one in the beginning. They're
0: probably like you're definitely an influence of yours as far yeah. as and Rise Against Rise Against Rise is Against. another
1: band that I got into like shortly after Billy Talent. So,
0: cool, yeah. cool. So, as far as like you know. I mean, metal, I guess. It's, no, it's it's funny because um, you say, like, oh, pre-metal, like a band like Disturbed. From my, like, when I was, like, in high school, that was, like, when Disturbed were. Yeah. You know? So it's funny to me. Like, I hear someone, oh, I was in, like, you know, seventh grade and Disturbed, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just funny to me. But, like, some of, like, Disturbed's old stuff, you go back and listen to it, and it's like, there is some brutal stuff on there. Yeah. Um, yeah but like i mean the newer stuff they're definitely more hard rock now
1: but yeah they were never really like one of my favorite bands they were just one of those bands that you just heard them and you're like oh
0: cool sick yeah like
1: cool music oh shit another band totally forgot about super important band to me that i need to mention lincoln park yes like like hybrid theory another one of my like top favorite albums that is another band that i loved with like billy talent and rise against and them that i listen to all the time and like they mean a lot to me today still And they're like super inspirational for me So yeah, Park. Lincoln Park well,
0: That's six. So I <laughs> got Lincoln Park, Billy Talent Now as far as Kind of as you started getting into metal And even still today Like what like What did you listen to then And what are you listening to now?
1: Yeah So um, Grade 9 Ali Showed me like Avenged Sevenfold And like some of the bands Like that kind of style And I was like Alright, cool, cool Like I've heard this kind of stuff before Like right on Avenged Sevenfold's like kind of a cla- like a throwback band for me. Mm-hmm. And then the first like metalcore kind of band was um what?
0: what? Just I just it, <laughs> it's it's funny for me cuz like the same thing happened with Mav. Like he'll be talking about like oh Avenged Sevenfold's a throwback band for me and like I, I I'm sitting here like like when Avenged Sevenfold came out mm-hmm. I yeah. was like 15 16 years old so it's just funny hearing something like oh so they're like right. a throwback band for me no and i, I know that. i know you don't necessarily mean like they're like an old band or anything i know what you mean but it's just for me it's like um it's interesting to hear yeah it's just it's really like people are like, oh, like yeah the first album i heard by event and Sevenfold was uh oh shit the last album they did with the Revic. i'm drawing a blank on his name right now the last band yeah the, Wait, last-, the last album they made with the Rev, their original drummer. I oh, the self-titled. Yeah, it was a self. Remember, which was my favorite, Symbol though. Same here. Um, and just like, like I, th- I think like someone said it to me once, and I was like, how? Then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You're born in like '97. Mm. Fair enough, I guess. But it's, it's just, it's just funny to me. I just, I, I don't know. I was they just, just, I was one just one smirk. I was just smirking away because I was just like, ah, like, yeah. this just funny to me. So yeah, um,
1: for metalcore, which is the genre that out of my league is for the most part. Um. First band I really listened to was probably Of Mice and Men, and I don't really listen to them much anymore. But I remember Ali showed them to me, and I was like, "What the hell is this shit?" Like that <laughs> <I laughs> was is like this garbage. It was like gut reaction, and you know, like a lot of like I feel like a lot of my friend group, like Mav included, Ali included, the first time they heard anything with screaming in it, were like, "Whoa, like what?" What is this? Slipknot. I like was an exception for me. I don't know what it was about Slipknot. They're just like a special band like yeah. that. But
0: Slipknot's like yeah and it's Corey taylor yeah that's why because he's so cory taylor
1: yeah anyway a mice and men and there's a song that seriously like i owe like so much to and it's by a mice and men it's called the depths and that was the song ali showed me i was like oh whatever and then i went home and like i just was in my head and i like looked it up on youtube and i was like fuck like this is, this is actually pretty badass and then i would listen to it all night came back to school the next day and I went up to Ali and I was like, yo, that song is amazing. Give me the rest. And then he had already started listening to that kind of music, like earlier grade nine yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And so I was going on a skiing trip to Vermont and I was like, all right, I'm going to be in the mountains, like skiing for hours. I need music. Give me like all kinds of bands like that. And he gave me Mice and Men, A Day to Remember and Bring Me the Horizon. And those are like the big three, like first metalcore bands for me that like, Got the whole like fucking train rolling of like listening to metalcore yeah, and hardcore. Day to Remember. And Day to Remember is like, I've, they're like on my bucket list to see, and I'm seeing them this summer, and like, oh, I've never sick. been more stoked to see a band. Like, <laughs> they I just, can't wait.
0: Their new single they just dropped. Amazing. Cause I'm, am not a big fan of their old stuff, and I heard that, and I was like, what the fuck is it? Like, what? Yeah. Like, what it, is it this? It was like this super hardcore like, for yeah. them.
1: And like, it was great. And like, I've always loved Day to Remember. I love every one of their albums. But, like, I don't know. It's so sick that they're still making shit that's oh, yeah. like catching me off guard. Anyway, them, Bring Me the Horizon is like the out of my league band, inspired band. Like, I mean, not inspired band, that inspires all of us. Every like, member, collectively. Every everyone, member of Out of My League loves Bring Me the Horizon. Yes.
0: And that's important to have that one band everyone kind of all likes.
1: And yeah. So, anyway, A Mice and Men, for me, I don't listen to them anymore. But their album The Flood, like, is like a classic for me. And A Day to Remember, I still listen to today. And Bring Me the Horizon or i still listen to today as well so yeah. yeah like those are like the big three metalcore bands nowadays i listen to so much like so much shit there's like a, i could go on and on i've been listening to like a lot of like you can hear it and resented like the different bands that were all that we all mm-hmm. like and that i've been listening to like you can hear my like vocal like the way i scream and like just like the inspiration like i love right now uh architects the ghost inside i've been listening to a lot of hardcore lately like Kublai Khan is great, Knocked Loose, Code Orange.
0: Kublai Khan are, like, sick. Yeah, they're <laughs> they like awesome.
1: They were the first, like, really, like, rugged kind of band yeah. I got into. And, like, I started listening to them, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is, like, the heaviest shit. Like, it was just, like, such heavy hardcore. And it was just, like, fuck. And, like, now I listen to, like, all, a lot of bands like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, hardcore is definitely, like, a big inspiration for me now. Not as much as it used to be. So yeah, like out of my league. Like I feel like, especially in Resented, like you can hear all the different genres, like yeah. metalcore and hardcore, especially There's coming together. There's
0: definitely some hardcore yeah. elements in there, which is sick. Because like
1: we'll play shows with like metalcore bands, and like people will come up to us and be like. Man, I didn't expect to like get into a hardcore band tonight, but you guys were good, and I'm kind of like, what? Like, I never <laughs> considered us a hard, yeah. but like I've actually heard it from a lot of people, like saying like we're a hardcore kind of band, and I was like, oh, I mean, there are a lot of riffs on there that are more hardcore. Yeah, definitely inspired.
0: hardcorey, um, and it's funny because when someone says hardcore, immediately my brain goes to like bands like Hatebreed. Oh no, and, Hatebreed's
1: such a hardcore yeah. like throwback. Yeah, too.
0: And now it's like I. I come and it's like people have all these like new hardcore bands and I listen to it and I'm like that's sick but I'm like that's hard you can do that hardcore damn all right cool like
1: so yeah and that's the thing you can fight about genre all day but like there's lots of different like styles of hardcore mm-hmm. and like it's, at the end of the day like for example like the Ghost Inside they're like kind of a little bit more like melodic hardcore yeah Straight from the Path is a hardcore band with like a lot of metalcore in it and then there's bands like I don't know. Comeback Kid, that's a hardcore band. But like I they all fall under the genre yeah, of hardcore, it's all hard, for it's all me. hardcore. But they're just all different, which yeah. is awesome.
0: Yeah, and you got bands like I mean like like Hatebreed's like one of my favorite bands. So oh, I yeah. always um like you know, you ask Jamie Jost to, hey, like Joss, what do you consider Hatebreed? He's going to say hardcore, but Ask yes, one of their fans, oh, they're crossover hardcore thrash.
1: Yeah, So, like how who, dare
0: you call them hardcore? Who it's fucking
1: like, cares? Like, yeah. it's a hardcore band. They don't
0: have songs that are two minutes long, they sold out. It's like, yeah, <laughs> shit. Um, but so, 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 what if, if, if someone was to come up to you and say, hey, Dom, what is out of my league? Are, 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 are you guys hard, hardcore? Are you metalcore? Do you just kind of group it into one thing? Or, um, obviously, with respect to the fact that you could be considered different things, yeah, obviously. like
1: i don't know if you go on our facebook it says metalcore slash hardcore yeah but i mean at the end of the day i think for the most part we're just like a metalcore band yeah and like i'm fine with that if you want to call us a hardcore band i'm fine with that like yeah. call us whatever you want but like one of the two but mainly prominently metalcore yeah yeah like if someone came up and they're like oh like you're a sick deathcore band i'd be like what the fuck like, <laughs> what are you talking not about at all
0: <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you but I don't know. So, yeah, those two. I'd say we're a metalcore band. Cool. Leave cool. it at that. Because whenever someone asks me, like, oh, like, what kind of band is this out of my league band you always plug in? I'm like, ah, oh, they're like a metalcore band. They're like, what?
1: yeah. Like, but if you don't like, like, if, you, like, I might say metalcore and then immediately someone will think of, like, I don't know, something genty like Meshuga or something. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, that's not what it is. Like, so people who are immediately turned off by when they hear the word metalcore, there's a lot of different bands that are yes. totally different associated with metalcore. So, like, I suggest, like, at least like, checking it out first. Yeah,
0: and I mean, you've got, like, Metalcore, like, again, when I think of Metalcore, I think of, like, older All That Remains, um, Killswitch Engage. For sure. Um, holy shit, I'm thinking of a whole bunch. Of, like, like the 2000s era. Old Avenged era Sevenfold. Metal, old, yeah, like, kind of like the 2000s, mid-2000s kind of Metalcore that, like, exploded and then kind of went away for a while and then it's kind of coming back. Yeah.
1: Um, See, like, when I think Metalcore, I think, like, like, original Metalcore, I think of, like, the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, August Burns Red. The like, I don't. That's just such a. It's kind of a joke, but like the crab core style metalcore. Yes, all that's that's that shit. That, like, I remember all the I, Open notes, like yeah. the ding ding, ding ding like all that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, it's up to interpretation, and that's fine. Like just right now, like we have like a lot of metalcore elements, and there's a bit of hardcore elements. Yeah, there's some hardcore. There, just call it cool. what you will.
0: Yeah, which is sick. It's you're out of my league. That's yeah. fucking. Is mm-hmm. what it is. As Lemmy would say, it's all rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, so. When was the first time? Uh, I think you kind of touched on it earlier, but when was the first time you really like sat down and heard and saw Animal League for the first time? Because obviously, like you are—I mean, I—I I really consider you the original vocalist. Yeah. But I guess te- technically, with respects to Calvin, of course, like you know, he, he was technically the first. I think if you played the
1: show like, without Animal League, like you can be considered a vocalist. Yeah, yeah, and he did. So yeah, and he was in the original lineup. So mm-hmm. right. So, anyways, the first time. I heard them was I sat in on a practice at Stevens? that the practice space has moved to every member's house <laughs> except for Anthony's and it was originally in Stevens' basement and like I don't know it kind of like everybody had ass equipment back then <laughs> so it didn't sound very good and I couldn't hear Calvin at all and like it was just kind of like hurting my ears more than anything but I was like oh like this is just I didn't care I was like this is so cool like all these guys like uh. and then I actually saw them for the first time and really heard them Mm -hmm. at battle of the bands 2013 their first show and if you actually watch there is a video of it no longer online but we have a video of it and like if you were to watch it you can see me in the front row it was a pretty packed show and like you can see me in the front row on the far right with my little brother and i'm just like banging my head so hard like oh yeah like so, I don't know. I just thought they were cool as fuck and like, everything. Like it wasn't so much like I was impressed by like just like the songs or the talent That's or some anything. good songwriting, bro. No, I was just like cool like cuz it's just like a heavy metalcore band from Bowmanville, which after like this is Death Valley and um uh in the act of violence kind of went away like from Bowmanville. There was no metal yeah. kind of bands. And that was my league was just kind of like, "Oh shit,
0: like but yeah, like when they kind of started focusing their efforts more in Oshma on that, there was kind of a bit of a, a, a yeah. Like, like there were some bands around in that, but like like when Gigs Music opened in 2012, there was not much going on. I
1: was gonna say 2011 was like the last year of like metalcore slash deathcore bands mm-hmm. in Bowmanville that were like well known. Yeah, and then I think we were probably the first ones to come back to like come back and like. 2013 so it's like you said 2012 yeah. i guess could be considered like the gap year
0: yeah like like when i um right around the time i started working at gigs um more i as far as bands i started to hear about you guys were the first one as far as you have to go this out of my league band and i'm pretty sure it was your brother who told me to check you guys out but yeah because he came in
1: and bought like a microphone or something
0: because yeah, i i remember it's it's funny um it was him and Mav who were the first two, but he was the first, like your brother Luke, he was literally the first quote-unquote kid. Um, I can say that because I'm like five, six years old in some of you guys.
1: Um, he's literally 16 years yeah. old. So, he's so I'm
0: literally like almost 10 years old Yeah, um, Like he was the first one who came in and he was like, like just like, we like we're shooting the shit and that. And he's just like, oh, I'm gonna like take a bunch of your cards. And like, you know, he was like advertising for us. So shout out to Luke. Um, yeah. But uh with that kind of gap, it was like I didn't really hear about it a lot, and then slowly it was, Oh, yeah, there's this out of my league band, they're really sick. And like the first time I checked you guys out, it was a the live recording of um, and this was this was a while ago, but it was also long after you guys were still a band. Like, I would, I would catch YouTube videos, but it's like I don't really like to base stuff off that because I'm like sometimes it's good, quiet, sometimes it's not. Um it was a live recording you guys did of it was the city and Lily of the Valley.
1: Oh yeah, at the rock pile.
0: Yes. And that literally I played like that on repeat for like two months straight. Oh shit. And I was like, this is fucking like like off your guys' first EP off Beautiful Calamity, the city is like my jam. I yeah. don't even know why so much. Yeah. I just love that song.
1: No, that's cool. I don't think we even had it out at that point though. I don't think no. we had the real music out. Yeah.
0: And then it was once the EP came out. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, it's on now." Yeah, um, and like we like sold it in the store and stuff. So it was just kind of funny how you talk about the like the urgency of that. It, it really did kind of. It was like there was not really a whole lot, and all of a sudden, holy shit, there's like six bands. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of cool seeing that all come up, and you know, um, see Mav go from you know fat little Mav wearing his cap and his Slayer belt buckle to fat Mav <laughs> wearing his. <laughs> uh he knows i'm joking no, um we talked enough about him this podcast but um it's just kind of funny how that whole thing yeah no, out, for but, sure. Um, so you also kind of touched on this earlier so when you joined the band you didn't know any of the guys but ali right that was yep
1: uh yeah we i had met um taylor maybe like once or twice in the hallways taylor and steven had like this weird like spot they would hang out every day with like their friends. And it was weird because Anthony wasn't really in the same like clique as them. Like he had like his own group of friends and then Taylor and Steven had their own group and then Anthony and, and then they would all just meet up at band practice. Yeah. And then that's how it was. And so I really only didn't get to know them until I joined the band. Yeah. But yeah, no, like we're all like best friends now. So Oh
0: yeah. I can tell you guys are like, um, that's the one thing I always say to bands like, <laughs> When you form a band, form it with people, try and form it with people you know and that you like and you're friends with so that you know. Yeah. And it wasn't, in the
1: beginning, it wasn't that way for yeah. me. I just kind of joined because I was like, holy fuck, this is so cool. Yeah. And, and
0: sometimes it can, I hate to use this word, but blossom <laughs> into something more than that. And you're not just, oh yeah, he's in my band. He's like, no, this is my boy. This is Dom. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. you know. Um, But, and I, I, I wanted to ask about kind of how you joined the band, but you did kind of touch on that earlier. Yeah. Just, you know, you were there and it's like, oh, try a song. It's cool. so So, same thing with the first jam, I guess. Is there anything else kind of from the first jam you remember? Or what was the song? You oh, you, said, you said it was The City, right? The yeah. Song I mean, tried. that was
1: the first time I tried, and it was like so on the spot and like weird. And then I started to like learn all the other songs. And I remember I still have it to this day. It was like a lyric book that Calvin and Taylor would write songs in. And there were like a fuckload of songs in there that never got made. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, but no, there was like Six Feet Under, uh, The City and for all those forgotten and those were the only songs off of an agony which actually was a song we used to play all the time i don't know if anyone remembers i remember agony. that song um we actually used to play it a lot and it was gonna be on beautiful calamity it was recorded and everything and then i think in the end we just ended up not liking how it turned out or something and we decided not to put it on and then it kind of just faded away after that we never played it again mm. but those were the four songs that i learned and that were already made and like before, and so I kind of learned those and practiced with those, and then once we started to try and write new material, uh, DNS and Beautiful Calamity got made, and those were two the two songs that I wrote on Beautiful oh, Calamity. Oh, cool. So yeah, I don't know if you ever knew that, but... Yeah, si-
0: no, I, I didn't know who wrote what. Yeah, Matt,
1: Six Feet Under, For Forgotten, in The City are all written by Calvin. Cool. And yeah. I kind of like went over them again after and like yeah, kind of fixed kinda, up, yeah. touched up some stuff. And then DNS and beautiful calamity are like my lyrics complete 100 yes.
0: and and you said it was beautiful calamity right was the one you wrote That's yeah
1: beautiful calamity um yeah i wrote that song and i remember i was like so stoked on it i don't really like i don't write lyrics like that anymore but i remember when i first wrote it i was like oh, i'm so fucking stoked on this song and i actually just remember dns was actually written by taylor First, and it was actually like a party song before. Interesting. Yeah, it was like it was like a party jam, and the lyrics like weren't serious. They were kind of like just funny, kind of like a goofy. And, and then like when we were putting on the EP, I was like, "Yeah, this isn't going on this like EP with like all these like serious songs, like with these kind of lyrics." Like the rest of the song will remain the same. The instrumentals are sick. Yeah. But I'm gonna like, and then I rewrote all the lyrics and did it like about something more, a like lot more serious, more serious. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I when mean, I want to ask about all that, we'll get into that. But um, yeah. As far as I mean, as far as the first EP, I mean, obviously, as you guys know, I've been using Six Feet Under yeah, <laughs> as my intro sick. for the last, like, 20 episodes. No one has said anything, because I was going to change it every 10 episodes. And when I when I started getting ready to do this podcast, and I kind of, like, because I'm talking about doing this forever, um, the intro song I had in my head every time I would, like, hear it was 69 the intro like straight up i was like that needs to be the intro and yeah. when i literally asked um like i asked anthony i think it was anthony and steven i'm like yo guys so like can i just use this And he was just like dude of course like go for it um no that's cool um, i might have to like buy the rights from you guys so i can just <laughs> use it. um because i had like a couple bands that were gonna like write me music and it just kind of unfortunately never really panned out um and I was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to use this. So obviously you guys know how much I love that EP yeah. um, and how much I love the song Beautiful Calamity as well. Fucking And DNS, obviously, it's probably my favorite riff off uh, off that record. So very cool. Yeah, I never knew you. all that. That's that's awesome. Um, do you remember, I mean, I'm sure you remember that, the first gig you guys did, like the first gig when you joined the band, what yep. was that like? like no, I remember. What
1: were you feeling? And... So the first gig we, I was ever in was a summer... The summertime of 2013, I think. And it was a show. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. No, no, it was. It was. It was at the Firehouse, hometown Bowmanville.
0: Good old Firehouse. Shout yeah. out to Chris. Yeah,
1: shout outs to Chris. And it was, I think, no, no, no. It was us and a band that isn't around anymore, but they were sick and they were called Denied Existence. I don't know if anyone remembers them.
0: I heard the name. I never knew who was in the band.
1: Uh, they're all guys from uh, Port uh, Port Perry. Oh, okay. But the reason I found out about them was because my cousin uh, lives in Port Perry and I was out there and he's like, yeah, like I was telling, it was when I first joined the band. He's like, that's cool. Uh, I have a friend named Jordan. His name name's Jordan Bull. He was the vocalist. He says, in a band like you. And they're called Denied Existence. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then he showed me the music video, and I was like, these guys are fucking badass. And like, they're just like a straight up metalcore band, but they were like, they were cool. And everyone in that band was sick. And I messaged them, and I was like, you guys want to do a show with us uh, in our hometown? And they were like, yeah, like we never played Bowman Bowl before. And they came down and we met, and like they ended up being really cool and really great and everything. And we played, and I was. Yeah, I was at the firehouse and it was blistering hot. It's always hot when I'm there,
0: anytime any time I've been there. Yeah,
1: and I got up and I was so fucking nervous and like so much anxiety and I'd never done like anything on stage in my life or anything like that and I didn't know how to scream properly. And anyway, I got up there and I did it and I had a great time, but I was just so nervous and like the band didn't sound great in the beginning, but it didn't matter to me. Like I was having a good time and then I was like, drinking honey like a jackass, and then.
0: <laughs> so, so what? Like, were you literally up there like just drinking honey? Like, what was up yeah, with that? You no,
1: were, no, I actually had like a big, like a big ass, like bottle of honey that I would just like squirt into my mouth. I don't know why I thought it was such a good idea.
0: You, you know why? It's tea.
1: Tea and honey is good.
0: Lemon and honey, exactly. And that's like, I always would tell like Pitu would come into the store and be like, "Yeah, I'm trying to scream. You have any recommendations?" So I'd be like. I don't know how to scream. I've tried to learn how to scream my entire life and never been able to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Lemon scream. green tea is really good. Yes. I literally was like, guys, go buy some plain green tea. Yeah. Some lemon extract and some like all organic shit, of course. Yeah. It's the best. No processed shit and just drink that.
1: Yeah. And then maybe like a teaspoon of honey in there. Yeah. Kind of coats. But I was just drinking honey straight up and it <laughs> destroyed my stomach.
0: Yeah. You would just be like, oh, like that yeah. would, oh.
1: And I was just drenched in sweat and I was so, like, and then after that night, I was like, oh, and I, Ali's like, yeah, come over and hang out. Like, we'll chill. And, like, I came over to Ali's house after the show, and my throat was just in absolute agony. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't talk at all. I was drinking, like, scolding hot tea, and it was doing nothing for me, and I couldn't even feel it. And I was like, oh, like, I couldn't. It just was the worst. It was one of the, it's That's probably brutal. the some of the worst pain I've ever been in. It so probably then, didn't
0: help with the honey too cuz it would like coat your throat in a bad way. Yeah, Aww. so
1: after that I was like all right. So that was the, my first show, didn't go over well. It <laughs> didn't
0: go well. Uh, and I was like Who's okay. Whose first show goes well? Yeah, I guess, right? so
1: I was like I need to learn how to do this properly. And so then I still use the power fry technique, which is I mean if you use power fry whatever, but in my opinion it's kind of like a shortcut and So
0: what what is Because I do not oh, know yeah, how I to can scream. Explain. Just just maybe explain, explain this a little more. So there's
1: bit more two to me. T- there's two techniques. There's false chord and power fry false cord is what i do and what most successful screamers do and it's when you like literally just using all diaphragm and you're just using like that technique from all that comes out of your stomach and you're just yes. forcing your voice out and like you're using the only thing you should be using your lungs and your throat for is to keep your air like tucked in and you're breathing properly and your throat to just keep everything directed yeah you're not
0: using your throat to Make Make the noise. noise. Yes. That's
1: what Power Fry is. Power Fry is when you're literally just using only your lungs and mostly your throat and it's usually high pitched Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to do and it's kind of a lazy method and it will like fuck you up over time and it'll mess you up your voice.
0: So, yeah. So if there's any people listening right now who want to learn how to scream... Use people, false chord. Use false cord. Do, and, the, do the work. Yeah, and
1: do the research. Like Austin Carlisle from Of Mice and Men used Power Fry in his old band, Attack Attack. And then after Of Mice and Men, he was in for a while, he switched over to false cord and you can hear it. Like if you listen to The Flood, he's using... Mostly Power Fry. And then if you listen to the reissue and the new songs, which are my favorite of Mice and Men songs, he's using False Chord. And then their new album, he's using False Chord.
0: So basically, at the end of the day, Power Fry is like all up here is like, like yeah. that kind of thing. I don't
1: really believe in it. And yeah. other people say it works, but like there's I mean, no evidence to me that yeah. it's like a good method. But Yeah.
0: And I mean, as far as that, there are guys I know who used to scream for bands and stuff like that. Now, like, they're all fucked up. Like, there are days where my thought will be fucked up just because I, I tried so hard for so long to, like, um, not necessarily scream, but, like, yell and that. Like, there are days I'll wake up hospital, I'll splutter. That's another thing. All. Some
1: people just yell and they don't use any kind of yeah. real technique. That's another thing that can mess you up. It's like when you're yelling, everyone knows that feeling of, like, going to a show or, and, like, yelling and, yeah. like, singing along. And then the next day you've lost your voice. Imagine, like, doing that all the time, even when your voice is already gone. Like yeah, it's you like would be able to. Some of the worst shit you can do. So yeah, I knew after that firehouse night I was like Jesus, I really need to learn how to <laughs> yeah. properly do this. You
0: need to learn how to do this. And that's cool. It's admirable the fact that you actually wanted to seek out knowledge in that and get better at it and be basically be uh, almost in a way like hey, this is my my skill. Yeah. You know. So so dumb what can you do? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no, for sure. But uh so out of my league. I need to know, because I've, no one's ever told me this. If you know, if you don't, is what it is. Where exactly did that name come from?
1: Yeah, so obviously they had the name before I joined, but hmm. I kind of like learned about it when I came in. Some people go, oh, no, you're in a band called Out of My League. What is it, like a pop-punk band? Yes. Because it sounds like a pop-punk name. Yes. And don't get me wrong, I fucking love pop-punk so much. Oh, There's sure, band yeah, yeah. Pop-punk. But it's like, oh, yeah, and the reason for that is... We were origin like, the original plan for Out of My League, once Taylor joined, was that it was going to be, like, a post-hardcore slash pop-punk kind of band. Yes. And when they played Battle of the Bands 2013, they had a song that was literally only Taylor singing while playing guitar. And it was, like, very, like, like, pop-punk. Yeah. So, Out of My League, and <clears throat> people will laugh because this is, like, a really stupid-ass name, but, like, it was going to be either Out of My League or Start the Fire. And that is as you might as well just
0: call yourselves, like, bring the pizza or something at that point. Like, yeah, and... <laughs> that's great. I anyways,
1: that. <laughs> it was out of my league, and, like, I don't know. To this day, it's still, like, a weird name to me, but, like, it we've made a name for ourselves with it, yeah. and, like, other people really f- like it, so as long as, like, other people are taking yeah. us... As long as people are taking us seriously, and it's not, like, tainting anything, which I don't think it is... No, not at all. Um, then it's fine. So, yeah, it was just, like, the original... Out of My League was just like a cool like sarcastic-y mm-hmm. kind of pop-punk name and then the band transitioned into a heavier yeah, It's kind like, of grown into something metalcore else. Metalcore direction and the name just like stayed with us. Yeah, and
0: it's, you know, the fact that it's Umo is uh, like that's sick. Any, anytime. Yeah,
1: that's like the, the yeah, nickname. The
0: acronym and it's like that's sick. Um, but it's funny to anyone who wonders if you've ever listened to sometimes when I mention Out of My League I'll be like oh, I preferred them when they were pop-punk. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Some, someone asked me they're like they're not a pop-punk band. No, I'm no like, that was a thing. Yeah, that was a legit a thing. I was like, I prefer them. Like my, my, With this podcast, I wanted to do like random t-shirts once in a while. I, unfortunately, it's just not going to happen, but um, I wanted to do a t-shirt for whoever, out of my league came on first. I want to just present it to you and be like, yeah, it just was literally going to be like out of my league's logo and yeah. just say I preferred Uma when they were pop-punk.
1: Yeah, no, it's funny though, because we all love, for well, the most of us love pop-punk and back when like we didn't really like have a serious of a stage presence ali had we used to put green yeah. green tape I mean, on her yeah. on the amps defend pop punk and ali had yeah exactly ali punk. had in green tape defend pop punk on his bass cab
0: <laughs> that made me i'm just it was like, so what? dumb oh i just like i i saw that. i was like i think it was more because i didn't know ali that well and i was like he's so like quiet and like reserved i'm like yeah. what is what is with this kid but yeah. speaking about ali yeah um the band itself out of my league, in your opinion, because everyone's always going to have different opinions and different stories and that, as far as each member and kind of what your relationship is like with them, maybe a little bit of what they bring to the table. You think as far as the vocalist, as far as what they bring instrumentally in that, like I want to know all that stuff. Cause that stuff interests me.
1: Yeah. you know, Steven is definitely like, you know, first of all, He's can play like fucking any instrument. So that's always a bonus. Like he if Anthony's not there, Steven can hop on the drums and just shred and like help out writing drums like just as well, right? Like just as well as Anthony could. Mm -hmm. And then he's just like very intricate and like he's very diverse with his guitar playing. Like he can do heavy as fuck shit. Him and Taylor are the same in that sense. Like they both can Mm -hmm. play very ambient and melodic and like weird stuff. And then they can play both like heavy as fuck like stuff. And then Taylor, like, he likes to, like, say, like, lead chugger at yeah. out of my league. Like, Mav kind of says that, too. just because he's, like, st- for the most part, Stevens a little bit more lead guitar and Taylor's mm-hmm. more, like, rhythmic guitar. Yeah. But, no, Taylor's, like, good, and he's good for the writing process because he brings, like, the heavy element. And then...
0: Do they each kind of, like, contribute riffs, basically? Or yeah, yeah, for sure. There's not, like, one riff writer, like, you know. And
1: they bounce off each other really well. And then Anthony just, like can come up with anything like yeah. really fast and like he follows along perfectly. He does. I love the way Anthony drums. Like he's when I first joined, like I didn't really pay much attention to like, like what him specifically was, and like what he was doing like specifically. But like, I remember one day at practice, I just watched Anthony like most of the time. I was like, Jesus Christ, like this guy's actually fucking awesome. Yeah, he's
0: a, very, he's, I think he's like, he's like probably the most underrated drummer in the scene. Oh, I Because agree. some of this stuff, like I, I, like one of the first times I met Anthony, I was like, dude, Six feet under, post course, you do this little rim shot thing. I'm like total pop. He's like, I'm like, and it's sick. He's like, thank you. Like no <laughs> one's ever said that to me before. Yeah, and I was like, I caught that shit. Like, no, I he was does like,
1: a lot of like very like under the radar like yeah. sick villains. And one time we played a show in Belleville like a year ago like last summer, and we did put a GoPro on his I think on his snare or something, yeah. and just like it was just cool to watch him. So yeah, Anthony's just a killer drummer, and that's like all there is to it. And he listens to like everything. Yeah. So it's good. And then, I guess like for Ali, Ali and I like are usually on like the same page when it comes to writing songs. And Ali's just listens to like all the good modern music. So he comes and he'll be like, "Oh, like that's like he'll." It's hard to explain. Like he can be like, "That's not gonna like work well like with like our shit mm-hmm. because it doesn't." It's hard to explain. Like, I, it's like it just, doesn't,
0: that doesn't sound like something that people are gonna like yeah. today
1: and stuff like that. And I don't want to say like St- Stephen and Taylor like don't know or anything <laughs> like that, but like I don't know.
0: <clears throat> like, it's good to it's good to have someone who's conscious of that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like we one when, when we were writing Black Sheep, we were trying to do a tempo change, and t- like Taylor and Stephen were kind of like what the, like what the fuck? And then Ali was like, dude bands do this all the time and like he's just trying to explain and like i don't know so he like kind of just knows that kind of thing and then yeah so he's just good for that and he like can write heavy as fuck stuff too and like he understands how to do like the heavy shit and like what sounds cool and what sounds sick and everything so i don't know everyone is unique oh yeah but everyone blends perfectly together and like when we write songs we just jam and like Everybody will be bobbing their head like yeah this sounds bad. This is
0: good and that's sick to have that kind of, you know, you all fit well together but y'all kind of bring something different to the table. And, mm-hmm. Um would you say there's a uh a band leader in the sense of not necessarily someone who's like I'm making all the decisions if there's someone like say you guys having a disagreement about something and it's like um someone needs to make that deciding factor.
1: Um I would say no. Like no. You guys all kind of... Yeah. You're all
0: kind of steering the ship, so to speak?
1: Yeah, like, if there's a decision that one person doesn't like, we won't go through with it. So that's
0: the uh, next question I was going to ask. So you guys do... It's, you know, hey, here's our new t-shirt. What do you guys think? You all love it. it goes, out oh, I fucking hate it. Then yeah. you're... We're not
1: going to do it because it's like, what the hell? Like, that's not any yeah. way to function a business or anything. Because, like, the band is a business, right? Exactly. So yeah no if when we're writing songs and all that it has to be unanimous and we'll only go forward if everybody's happy
0: so you won't like necessarily like if everyone loves a song but like one person's like i don't know i'm not really feeling it you guys all will-
1: first we'll try to convince the person yeah we'll be like hey, listen it sounds fucking badass and here's why and all that yeah. and like just try and play along like that's usually like how that can be and like well, there's literally been times where, like, one person, like, Steven will fucking hate something and we'll convince him, like, no, like, it's badass. Or, like, Taylor won't like something. And then, like, once he, like, plays along, like, okay, well, maybe you guys are right. Usually that's actually what ends up happening. Like, but sometimes we actually will have to compromise or, like, yeah. figure rewrite a part or figure Stuff something like else that. out. Stuff like that, yeah.
0: And it, it's good you guys have, like, some bands. That's like, just how it is, right? Yeah. Some bands will be like, no, like, we're doing this. And it's, like, I I, I think that's good to have. But, like, the best bands that I've yeah. seen, like, they are full unanimous yeah
1: for me I just like feel uncomfortable like going into the studio or playing a live show and we're playing a song and there's a part that I love and like just knowing in the back of my mind like yeah like Anthony fucking hates this Yeah, like he obviously isn't feeling passionate about playing it yeah, that's so
0: good. You don't want that. You want everyone because you can tell when you guys play. You're everybody's all, stoked. You, you're all passionate. You can tell by the looks on your faces. Like, there's no one who's up there, you know, playing the role of yes in this song. I'm playing the role of lead chugger. It's like no, no, no. Like, this is what I want to do. Definitely. Um. So that's sick. That's that's uh that's good to hear that you guys are like that because that's uh that's always a worry I have with some bands. I'm like, man, this. I want to see like bands like you guys. I want to see you guys literally go on and fucking like. Like, you know, when you guys are, like, headlining fucking, I don't know, fucking headlining download, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, <laughs> fucking, you know, son of my league, cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, how, how do you feel now? You, you've kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, how do you feel now about, like, some of the older material as far as, like, say maybe the stuff that, like, was written before you in the band, Beautiful Calamity, DNS, like, yeah. Agony, that kind of stuff?
1: Um I'm definitely, like, proud of our work and, like, everything we've done, and that EP really means a lot to me, and it, like, hits home and everything, because it's, like, it's gonna be part of, like, my teenhood, like, forever, but, like, I don't love the songs, and, like, I personally wouldn't feel comfortable playing them anymore, and all of us feel the same way, like, we don't play anything off Beautiful Calamity anymore, because we've just moved on from that, and it's just not the same vibe as Resented, so I just feel like putting songs in with resented that are off beautiful calamity it's just going to be like a weird mixed bag
0: it might feel a little weird for you guys if you're
1: yeah lily of the valley i still love to play because it's just a heavy fucking song and like it's just a good jam and it can still like fit in with resented
0: i think there's maybe one or two that could but as far as like if you guys were like hey we need to play like a two hours show
1: well then Uh, that's a different obviously yeah he would do that but but we like usually just try like to avoid it just because that's i don't know like with with beautiful calamity like i'm glad you love it and i'm glad a lot of people other people love it and i'm stoked that like it was received well but like nowadays when i listen to it i'm just like these songs are like kind of skeletal like it's just like a very verse chorus verse chorus and like some of it kind of bores me and like i there's a lot of problems i have with it i of course i'm still proud i'm still of course it still means a lot to me but like it's just like very far under resented and like shit that like we'd write now so, yeah, I don't know. I don't really like it as much anymore, but I'm still happy that it happened and like we wouldn't be here without Beautiful clam, Yeah, of course. So.
0: It's a story of, you know... Progression. A, pro- a progression of where you guys were at that point. Yeah. so And that's sick. So, basically, what you're saying to me is, I can have Six Feet Under. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, but, so, the first Battle of the Bands that you guys did, um, and all the Battle of Bands as a whole... Obviously the first one that you were involved with yep. what was kind of going through your mind that first one like did you guys go into it going we're here to win this or are you like we're here to just have a good time and play with a bunch of awesome bands or
1: That time when we went into it we were like we're going we're here to win this it was our I think like 15th cuz I keep track of the shows we play like lists like I have like every show we've ever played written out on oh, my wall cool. in my room just because it's like just i don't know it's sentimental it's cool to know that's it so like i just remember i always know this for some reason but i think that was the 15th or 14th show we ever played and we were like just still like like i was like pretty young and i was just hyped like yeah like and it was packed and i was like oh my god like I, we're gonna win and blah, blah blah and we came out and like gave it our all we played like mostly stuff off mostly stuff off beautiful calamity we had a song called witness the end back then that was like a new cool song that we opened with it had like the cheesy siren yes
0: now just just real quick yeah yeah. because when i was sitting there right i'm chilling hanging out and i'm not gonna lie that like that intro and anthony's drums and that i was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) i was like this is sick like i'm like yeah a lot of people i was stoked on it but like i hear the intro now and i'm like okay yeah I like it. yeah it's a little bit
1: like cheesy but like and we actually did um record that song i don't nobody knows this but we did record it after we won the year after that oh yeah like we won the studio thing we recorded it and like we had it ready to release and everything and they we were like you know what i don't like this anymore like, I don't feel comfortable with putting this out. Yeah. And then, Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to put this song out anymore. And everyone kind of agreed. And then, so yeah, that's what, for anyone wondering, that's what happened to Witness the End. Because we, people uh, okay. were expecting it to come out and everything.
0: <laughs> but, so, so is that still like floating around out there somewhere? You know, maybe one day. Well, we know, still like, have the
1: mix of it. And like, maybe we'll put it out one day. it like, kind just of for, like a B-side. Hey, check this out. Just for the hell of it. Yeah. Like we used to sound like that, and "Witness <laughs> the End" was like such an experimental song because it didn't sound like Beautiful Calamity yeah. at all. It didn't sound like Lily at all, and it sounds nothing like Resented. So it's just like a weird experimental song that we had that was just meant to be a hype intro, and it did the job. Like people oh, it got did into it, it. All right. but so, anyways, that battle of the bands we were like, oh, like we're here to win, and we didn't even place that year. Yeah, but that was a controversial year. Yeah, but um, not the winners, but yeah, you guys not. Placed. I was bummed out, but after the fact, but the point, I looking back, that's like some of the most fun I've ever had on stage just because it was like a hometown show and like so many people were there and yeah, so like that was how that, that show like meant a lot to me and like I still think back to it like pretty often and you can watch it on YouTube and everything and yeah, like which is we were you all pretty stoked on it.
0: And even the fact that because um, that year, uh, that was the, the famous story. I'm not going to tell the freaking story because I've told it a hundred times. But yeah. the, the year that I fucking was rocking out way too hard to out of my league and ripped the ass out of my pants. Um, yeah, Like the most embarrassing moment of my <laughs> life. And people were like, why do you tell that story? I'm like – everyone already knows because everyone who was there was like, what's Even going on? Even if you don't on? know, it's
1: fucking yeah, funny. It's
0: fucking hilarious. Cause it's me. Like I'm sitting there, I have to be all professional. I'm representing gigs of music. And then Anime League comes on and I can't hold back the rock <laughs> anymore. And I start rocking out and, and I rip my like nice, like I'm wearing these nice jeans that are all like fancy and fucking. Shh, and I'm like, oh shit. Um, I've told that story enough times, but, uh, yeah, that, that year, um, I mean, obviously, like when I say how how does it how did it feel when you guys went back and won? Like you didn't you didn't you went from not placing, which again, in my humble opinion, I'm just gonna say this because I can say this, cause it's my show. That was fucking horseshit, <sighs> and that pissed not only me off, that pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, It <laughs> pissed Chris off. Chris was like, "Why the fuck didn't they place?" But that that yeah. is what it is. But to go back and win the whole thing,
1: yeah. Now the thing about that is. By the time the next year rolled around, which is 2015 Battle of the Bands, we had played so many shows and done so much crazy shit between the last Battle of the Bands and that one, that at that point, it was kind of just like, yeah, here we are at another Battle of the Bands. We're going to play. It's going to be fun. We weren't even necessarily there to win at that point. We were just kind of there for the show and to be in our hometown. And like it's just like a cool, sentimental thing to do, right? Oh, for sure. We got up there and it was like Fear the Unknown was playing and they're our friends and it was yeah. like their first battle band. Sick. We were like, Yeah, hopefully they'll win, whatever. And we played and I guess it just showed how much we had improved and how much like, oh, yeah. we had put in to our live show. <clears throat> even today, like I think our live show now kicks that one's ass and like is even way better than the that one that amazing. won its first yeah. place. So I don't know, I guess it just showed like how much we put into our performance and everything and clearly it was enough to like wow the judges over and we placed first, and we were like, "Fuck yeah!" Like that's sick, and yeah, so it was cool. It was it was really cool.
0: You know what I think really did it too, because Outshine were judging that year, right? And yep. <clears throat> I mean, obviously they were stoked. They're like, "Oh, I got in my league, feeling known all these bands and that." And, um, but when you guys were playing, and Anthony's kick went out, and there was like that thing, and
1: it was a little bit awkward.
0: Everyone else would have been freaking the fuck out. But, and this is this is the night really that when I, when I say, my bold statement I made earlier, that I think you're like the best screamer, like front man in the scene. I don't know if you were freaking out, but you were just, you weren't showing it. You were cool. You kept everyone engaged. And I was, because I was kind of like, oh shit, boys. Like, that's not good. And literally, I wasn't paying attention to what was going on behind you. You were just kind of like. No, you didn't say it, but you were just like, everyone's on me. You need to keep everything going, keep talking, keep kind of the vibe up as best you can. Well,
1: yeah, because at a normal show like i'd kind of just be like all right everyone like the fucking kick broke like whoops yeah. like we'll try but this was like a thing where it was like oh this is a competition like i yeah. gotta be professional here i gotta like do something i can't just stand around yeah so i was talking and like every once in a while i would kind of glance back and like see like how it was going and yeah. maybe like st- put the mic down for a sec like okay i gotta keep talking keep talking yeah and like the whole time i kept saying to the audience i was like don't worry people like it's gonna be fine like i, I was kind of talking out loud in my head, too. Because yeah. like, in my head, I'm like, okay, the chain, hopefully this thing gets fucking fixed, right? Yeah. So then, yeah, it got all... It, they fixed it, and they didn't cut our set down or anything. No, we were they, still That like, was really cool they did that, too. Yeah, so. it, they could have easily been like, hey, well, you get one more song now, because you just wasted five minutes. Yeah. But we got to play... Because we had only played... uh, I think... Lily, Resented, and a Loaded Gun. And we still yeah. had to play Spineless and... I can't remember if we played three more songs. I think we just did spine. No, no, we did play three. More. We did spineless, beautiful calamity, and then we ended on black sheep. And that was when black sheep was still like relatively a new song. Yeah,
0: and it was was it a little different from the way it is on on the EP? Or, I, yeah, I, mean, well, I feel like it was a little black, different for but. black
1: sheep. Back then, we used to drag out the like the chant at the end. Yeah, that's what it end, was. Yeah, and Taylor would be like bruh bruh but, but, like, but yeah. he'd do it over and over again and then Steven would come in like, like higher up yeah. and it would build and build and build and I'd be like, all right, say it back to me. Now it's kind of just like, all right, this isn't going to work at every show and we should, kind of probably, we should probably play it how it is on the record. Mm-hmm. So now it's just kind of, we keep it rolling. But back then, that's how Black Sheep was. It's still the same song, it just had like yeah, longer Yeah, a slight draw like, out before the yeah. breakdown hit. So, yeah, so that show was sick and I appreciate the compliment. I do that's
0: that was like when... um. Like, when that went out, it was, you know, because Brandon, like, you know, he kind of looked over at me, and he's like, Shh. and afterwards, when you guys kicked back into it, and you just, like, fucking owned, he was just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, he yeah. was like, Yeah, well, I don't know, as soon as the that chain comeback, got back on, yeah. I just looked
1: at Anthony, I looked at Carl, like, alright, this is spineless, here we go, like, I'm not yeah. gonna waste any more time.
0: Yeah, and, like, literally... I said, I said it to you guys just this past Battle of the Bands and you guys just kind of headlined. I was like, the second you guys kick in the spineless, it's over for me. <laughs> like, I'm not fucking tame anymore. I'm, I'm going to flip this table over and just lose my shit because I love that song. Um, And and when you guys played it, that was the first time I heard it. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, oh, yeah. my God.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, just another crazy moment similar to that Anthony's kick break. We've had, like, shit break down while we were playing before. But one of the most nerve-wracking ones was we played with a band called Counterparts and Gideon was playing. And it was just like this amazing tour that we got to open for recently in the Mod Club in Toronto. And Taylor's guitar just stopped working um, Rate right before we went into Lily of the Valley So we did We had to We'd done a loaded get Resented into a loaded gun And that's all we had done And his shit stopped And I went up to him And he was like Shaking his head Like he was kind of Freaking out Like alright And I just put my hand on his shoulder, like We're going without you Like we're gonna start The song without you Cause like that's We didn't have time to waste Yeah
0: In that situation You gotta Yeah go And, I, and I looked
1: at Anthony And I just said Just go Just go And I was like Alright Lily of the Valley We went in and he got his shit going right before the first like. Da, da, oh, that's da, da. sick! So we did the heavy part without him. It was like a little bit empty, but whatever. We didn't have a choice at that point. And then after, I was like, felt shitty about it. And I went up to my friend Phil. He plays in a band called Weston, and he was like, "Yo, you definitely made the right call. Like, it was the right choice." Yeah. When so you're yeah, when that you're one on really and, scared the shit out of me.
0: Oh, for sure. Like when you're on stage to like as the front hundreds hand, of people. Yeah especially like as the front man you kind of have to make calls like that and it's like afterwards gonna be like, hey bro I like, saw we had to do that but like we had no choice
1: no and i when i said we're going with you taylor like nodded his head like yet yeah, go without me yeah. like that's what we have to so anyways it ended up working out and it was a it was a really fucking cool show and i was just i was just happy to open for a and person one of my now favorite hardcore bands knocked loose
0: yeah oh yeah yeah that's sick um so talking about almost horror stories, it's it's things that uh, people always have to hear about. Is, is there kind oh, of yeah. any more like like you said you got a bunch of them?
1: Oh yeah, no, that was that one was scary. That was probably the most nerve wracking one I could think of firsthand. Um, my I've had like the XLR straight up rip out. It was we were opening oh, for. Uh, okay, no, we were opening for Terraform. We didn't open that night. We like when we were doing the run with Terra Firma, we played first and then they would headline and then, but we were headlining that night. Well, we weren't headlining but we were above Terra Firma and then Lungless came down and headlined. It was at the Wasted Space and we sold it out and it was a packed show and it was really hype and everyone was going nuts and we were like, again, during Lily of the Valley, Lily of the Valley is like a fucking curse. Like, (laughs) bad shit always happens to us during that song and Ali, just like, Was like, you know, like doing his thing, like just going ham, and he slammed his foot on the XLR and it ripped out and it like ripped the inside of the microphone out. It didn't, I don't think it broke it, but it just like came apart. And I was like, oh Jesus. And I tried to put it back in and just like got jolted. Like it was just like, and I was like, okay. So I ran to the sound guy. I was like, this thing's broken. Like I need a new microphone or I need a new cable. I don't know what I, you have to come up and look at it. And they were still going, like they were still playing, and everyone was kind of like, what the fuck. And then, Sound guy came up and he was like, "All right," and he was kind of like fucking around with it. And I just like literally just grabbed someone and just started like screaming like without the (laughs) microphone. And like I was just like looking around in the crowd, just trying to scream and like move my hands around and like just trying to get people like hyped up anyway. And like we went into the breakdown and everything with no mic. And then after he kind of got it fixed right as the song ended, and I took the mic. Like, oh, sorry about that. Like. Whatever the microphone broke. Uh, whatever, like that's
0: what happens sometimes, man. Microphones breaking shit. Yeah, so that happened.
1: Ali like straight up ate shit once and fell off the stage at the Atria. <laughs> he just stepped too far forward and fell. Um, I know
0: one time he like smashed his bass off the ground because I had to fix his input because it was all fucked up. Oh yeah, remember that?
1: Um, one time we were playing with Fear the Unknown and Ali's bass just gave up on him and he just had to. He ran up to Adam like in the crowd, like Adam from Fear the Unknown. And he was like, I need your bass right now. Like, I need it. Yeah. I remember and, that
0: too because I fixed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, a bass is cursed.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, all of us have had problems and everybody's shit has fucked up and we've had to stall. But that's what happens, man. We've played a bunch of shows and something's
0: bound uh, to go something's wrong. Something's bound to happen once in a blue moon. It, it, it's how you either recover from it, pun intended, or how you just, <laughs> there you go. Or how you, like, oh, shit, what do I do? It, it, it's figuring out. Not necessarily stalling, but like keeping things going. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so kind of the flip side of that, do you have like um, kind of a, a favorite show, like a couple of favorite shows? Like like if if I said to you, what's the favorite show you've ever done?
1: Um, My favorite show we've ever played was, it's a bit of a toss up, but I'd say my favorite one is we played with the, we opened for the Acacia Strain. Fit for an autopsy. Counterparts and Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan didn't make it over the border that day. I was fucking pissed. But
0: I remember hearing that they didn't make it over. But I, I I never heard why.
1: Uh yeah, it could could have been anything. I think actually Vincent from the Acacia Strain when they played was like yeah one of the guys forgot their fucking passport like an idiot oh, or just something, something stupid like that. Anyway. <clears throat> so yeah, we played with Kublai Khan and not the Acacia Strain. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, I know God I know damn it. Yeah. Anyways. And We played with Northlane before that And Northlane was like Probably a little bit more of a crazy show For the crowd And Northlane was like Our first huge show Yeah And I remember we finished playing Northlane. And I was like Wow Like we'll never talk Like There'll never be a better show And then the promoters came up to me And was like Do you want to do the Acacia Strain? And I almost like shit my pants So I was like Because like, the Acacia Strain are legends Like yeah. to me And to a lot of people In this, this scene And I was like "Uh, Yes like I'm there. So anyways, we played the occasion strain and I was like my I have oh yeah. Okay. I'll tell this story first cuz it's like a, many stories <laughs> you, want. you do whatever you want. The morning of North Lane, I threw up and Uh-oh. like burned my throat oh, and I actually got so angry like I almost put my fist through the wall. I was so frustrated cuz this was such a big deal. And I was like oh my god and my vocal performance was not the best that night. It was a phenomenal show one of the best we've ever done, but I was not on my A game. I was stressing like on stage, I was stressing out and like my voice was like a little bit strained. You can watch the set is on YouTube and you can hear my voice. And then after that, watch the Acacia strain set. And it's one of my, I think is one of my best performances personally. I was like doing my, like making sure I was on my complete A game for the voice. Uh, Everyone was going insane. The whole band like sounded badass, and just the whole vibe of the night. And other, another thing that great made the Acacia stream so great is I was a little bit nervous going in, just how the reception would be because it's a hardcore and deathcore yeah. lineup, like fit for an autopsy. Yeah, they are like
0: I love those guys, and they but they're like definitely like more, more in the way heavy kind of.
1: And then categories. and then you've got counterparts and Kublai Khan who are like hardcore and heavy hardcore. So mm-hmm. it's like oh gee, and we're like we're up here playing clean guitar and stuff. So like I'm a little nervous, yeah. but. Everyone went insane and everybody came up to me after and was like, you guys are like fucking great. And I was like, wow, like this is this is, like overwhelming, right? And it was almost sold out and it was the mod club in Toronto, like I think over 400 people and oh, it was just nuts. And I, I've never had a better time on stage. The rest of the night was great. We got to sit in VIP. I got to watch one of my favorite bands, the Acacia Strain from above. The only thing that like I regret was not talking to Vincent Bennett from the Acacia Strain because he's just such an intimidating person. He's like so big and like he's been he's everywhere yeah. and he's been around and like he's probably got so many people that have talked to him and like his, his Instagram name is don't call me Vince his name is vincent and he wants only to be called vincent i just find that so funny That's awesome. and he's like i hate being called vince and i was just so scared i would come up to him and be like hey vince like i just had that fear in my even gut. though you
0: know it's just like yeah no no
1: but anyways and he's i didn't see him all night and then one at one point i just saw him when we were loading in it was just after their sound check and like he was just standing there talking to like one of the merch people and he was just standing there like had his like his fists up on his bag yeah he's like yeah is there anywhere good to eat around here and like I knew he was about to leave. I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother him. And he left and I was like, fuck. And yeah. every big band and like I don't want to say like famous, but like really big band that like we've loved, that we've played with, and that like people look up to, I've met all of them except for the guys from the Acacia Strain. Oh shit.
0: But Oh, well, I'm sure I'm sure hopefully you'll get the chance to do that.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that was my favorite show, Acacia Strain. And oh. then the show with Four Today was great. The show with counterparts was great, even though that shit happened during Lily. And we've had tons of great shows in uh, Oshawa and like Belleville and I don't know. There's too many to think. Like there's so we have played so many amazing yeah. shows. But, but that, that's just my number one.
0: Oh, that's sick. So Acacia Strain, that's the number one show yeah. you'd say. Cool. I have right a big on. framed poster of it in my room. Oh, that's sick. That's mm-hmm. sick. Um, so, uh, you were kind of talking earlier about uh, what you used to do to try and prep for a show, drinking honey and so forth. Um, yep. You mentioned that one time. Is there anything you do now um, that you kind of do that, like, to prep for a show or? okay so
1: warming up for shows um really all i like to have is at least 10 minutes of vocal warm-up and just a bit of water before i go on so usually if we're playing uh and like we're after a band they'll be like halfway through their set i'm like all right they'll be done maybe 10 minutes i'm gonna go somewhere in the back and start warming up and a lot of people don't do this and i'm like surprised like i've when I was learning how to scream, it was like everyone always said, always warm up before you oh, record, sure. before you play, everything. And a lot of the guys that I love that like are doing shit now, Uh, like, what's his name? Uh, I was talking to Matthew Krawchuk. He's plays in a band called Beyond Deviation. Insane deathcore band. Love them. He's probably the best deathcore vocalist in the scene right now, in my opinion. Um, He's like, oh, he's like, what do you what do you do to warm up? And I was like, yeah, he's like, I don't really warm up before shows, like before recording and stuff maybe, but like, I don't know. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And like Aiden from falsifier was there and he's like, yeah, I don't really warm up that much either. And I was like, wow, because you guys sound fucking amazing. So I guess it just, some people like it can work for some people, but I don't know. I've just, been told, and I always feel like weird if I don't warm up. And sometimes, like my voice will hurt a little bit the next yeah. day if it's I don't part,
0: warm up. It's a like some people have rituals they do. Um, like you'll hear some guys like uh, it's a famous saying um, that uh, Ronnie James Dio, if you know. I don't know who yeah, Dio okay. is just. Sometimes, I don't know. Like, I'll say something. And they'll be like, who? No, I'm I like, know you. do Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, f- I figured you would as a vocalist and that. But um, he said, uh, David Draymond from the Stirb tells a story. Because David Draymond does not warm up. He might now, but he didn't back when he talked about this. He was like,
1: "Yeah."
0: he asked Ronnie James Dio one time about warming up. And Dio laughed. He said, brother, if you got to warm up, you ain't got it. Wow. And I was like, fuck, okay. Yeah. And th- but then you got guys like, um, like Ivan Mood from Five Figure Death Punch. He does not warm up. And he'll go out there, and he his whole thing is, I don't warm up. That's my thing. It psychs me out. I go out there, and it's all emotion. If I go for some, and it comes out a little dry, so be it. So some people they see it as that, but then you got other guys like David Jamin who like you know now yeah, well, he would, does that. And
1: just for me, it just fucks me up if I don't. Yeah. Like that's just how it is for me, and I just feel uncomfortable if I don't do it. And yeah, so I just warm up, have a bit of water, like as, and I can feel it in my voice. Like I'll do like a couple of like just like oh, like just like things and i'm like okay like that sounds sick i'm gonna sound good so yeah i don't know i always do that and like if i know i'm gonna be going like insane like i'll like stretch my legs and i'll that's, like that's another good arms. thing
0: to do stretch kids stretch yeah. <laughs> but, so you don't do any like scales or anything or anything uh like that. Yeah, I mean, no i do, you do you i do, do.
1: yeah huh. no uh yeah i use a lot of singing warm-ups before I go out, even though I rarely sing on stage. Yeah. And I do like buzzes and hums Mm. and and stuff like that. Gets things warmed up. Yeah. And like I'll try and hit like the highest note that I possibly can singing just so that I know like my range is like all good. And yeah, so I do like a lot of singing warm-ups and a lot of like I do like both. And I learned a lot of the singing warm-ups actually from a teacher at my school. He when I actually A lot of people like know this. A lot of people don't know this. I did. uh, I was in a musical at Boneville High School. Really? Yeah. And I uh, I did. I sang in it and I learned like a lot of the singing warm ups just like for that. And I still was like these warm ups like really helped me. And I use them like all the time now before I go on stage. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. It's good. good to know that you have so much. The more the story, kids, is warm up because yeah. Dom does it. And if you look up to Dom, <laughs>
1: warm up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can do it without warming up, I mean, more power to you. But I just, I can't.
0: So. Yeah, eventually that shit can catch up with you.
1: That, that's true too. See it can Chad Kroeger,
0: uh, yeah. freaking Nickelback. Look at what he's dealing with right now. Yeah, never warmed up. Never did. Never took care of his voice, and now he's yeah. fucked. What am I? Sorry, go ahead. regardless of how you feel about Nickelback. It can
1: happen: No, one of my favorite vocalists ever, his name's Adrian. He sang in a band called North Lane. We opened for North Lane, but when Marcus, their new vocalist, was <laughs> in, and Adrian was phenomenal. He's badass, but he trashed his voice, yeah, and he said part of the contribution was he never warmed up, so he had to he had to give up music.
0: yeah, and there are guys now that like they're just their voices are just trashed. Yeah. Like they'll you'll you'll hear live videos and just be like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Definitely. And you just got to be careful. All right, so I think that's a good place to start off for today, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh part one of my conversation with Dom. I know I had so much fun doing it uh just listening back to it when I was editing it. It was really funny just just to see how much uh, how much I really enjoyed it. I always really enjoy these uh these kind of sit down um Conversations with people, and that I'm probably going to do a little bit more of these than I have. Um, I I want to try and do about one a month uh, if I could, but um, you might see me do a whole bunch of them uh, coming up just because they're so fun to do. And there's so many people I want to talk to tons and tons of people. And if you're someone that you want to be on the podcast, you just let me know. Come on, and we'll have a chat. You know, like I say, it doesn't have to be someone who's necessarily in a band or who has a a freaking gaming website or anything like that it can be anybody at all to talk about literally anything that is why the hotter show is what it is it is a podcast for the everyday person to entertain you and it is made by an everyday dude who just wants to entertain you and who just wants to have fun because at the end of the day, I do this because it is fun for me and because I really enjoy doing it and I enjoy hanging out with you guys helping you get through your day whether you're at work, you're at home, you're doing some work around the house you're doing some driving whatever you're doing, thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your day you know I appreciate it no matter how you're listening, you know there's three ways to listen to The Hardest Show. You can either listen on the SoundCloud, you listen on the iTunes, and you can listen on the YouTube. Be sure to follow me if you are listening on the SoundCloud. Be sure to like this uh, particular podcast here if you are. And check out all the podcasts. I've got all the archives of The Hardest Show. We're all up there. Once I get into a little bit more... Uh, A little bit higher episodes as we keep chugging along here. Um, I'm going to start doing playlists and things like that. But uh, until I get to probably about episode 50, I'm going to hold off on that. I don't quite feel like there's enough episodes yet to uh, justify doing that just yet. But be sure to follow me on SoundCloud if you are indeed listening. And feel free to make an account because if you make an account and you follow me, I can actually see who is physically watching the podcast and hey, I may even give you a shout out or I will, I definitely will at least message you and uh, thank you for listening to The Harder Show. You guys know if you listen on YouTube, you know to subscribe to The Harder Show. It's very, very easy. Uh, if you guys noticed, I did do a uh, um, a uh, little intro video for the channel there. I just did, uh, just a quick one. I'm going to start doing the YouTube thing a little bit more. You guys know that uh, the live cast is up there and I'm definitely going to be doing a live cast again soon. I'm not going to say exactly when, but definitely soon. I can promise you guys that. I know how much uh, most of you guys really enjoy the live cast. So be sure to follow The Harder Show on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us so that you can keep up with everything that is going on. And last but not least, you know that iTunes is definitely the easiest way to listen to The Harder Show. The second you subscribe to The Harder Show on iTunes, it will automatically be downloaded onto whatever device you're listening on, whether it's your iPad, your iPhone, your Mac, However you're listening, you literally subscribe to The Harder Show, you wake up one morning and boom, Harder Show, download it right to your device. It is so simple guys, it is really the easiest way to listen to The Harder Show. And if you are listening to The Harder Show on iTunes, be sure to leave us a rating of any kind. I always love the five star ratings of course, Uh, those make my day, but uh, hey, if you have some constructive criticism, write it down for me, you know, don't be afraid. But if you do give The Harder Show a rating and all on iTunes, be sure to leave a comment of some kind, even if it's just like, hi, TJ, so that I know who you are and I can thank you properly on the podcast because I really do appreciate your support, guys. Seriously, I do. Uh, it means the world to me. I say it all the time. <laughs> That's uh, It means the world to me that people are actually supporting this and uh, checking it out. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. That is going to be it for me. I will talk to you guys on Sunday for part two of my conversation with Dom. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too, and I will see you then. Take it easy.